Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going on this Sunday morning? Oh, it's it's great. Uh, it's the first time I'm ever actually doing this show and getting paid for it. Nice. Right on. <laughs> do, do you have a new ad? Come to you directly from the, <clears throat> the Prairie Island nuclear plant. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're at work doing the show on on hold kind of yes sir sitting in the cab of the crane doing absolutely nothing that's awesome um they're destructing elk river's power plant right now really yeah they're going is that a is that a coal burning plant it's been a lot of things over the years and what scares me the most is one point from 1960-something to 1988, there was a nuclear reactor there. Sure. And it was, um, uh, what the fuck, it, it was a shitty kind of nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're like, oh, it's perfectly safe when they deconstruct this plant and whatever. I'm like... Is it really? I mean, they say they got rid of all the <laughs> nuclear waste, but did they really? Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they took the fuel cells out of there a long, 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 long time ago. So my neighbor behind me worked at that power plant when it was a nuclear power plant. He's passed away a couple years ago. He was an old, old guy, and I asked him what it was like working in that place when it was a nuclear facility. He got a look on his face like I just asked him how the Vietnam War was. <laughs> really? Yeah, something happened there, man. And I don't like that they're tearing that plant down. Sure. Ghosts are in that wall, in those walls for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think they had everything worked out back in the day. Um, nowadays, I. I think this is the the best thing that we got going. Oh right yeah, now for energy. Oh, right now, yeah. But back then, I mean, we had a Chernobyl reactor. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And actually, you know, it's a it's a shame that that had to happen. But thanks to that disaster, there's there's so much redundancy at this place yep. that something like that could literally never happen again here. Yeah, and that is a good thing. So yeah. Um, I've been trying to think of a beginner segment all morning long, and I just kind of thought of one. Cool, because I totally forgot we were doing that segment. So, I was thinking of stuff. It's like, you, you know, do this, don't do that. You know what, guys? My beginner segment this week is on sponsorship. Oh, boy. No, no, sponsorship can be a really good thing it can help you out a lot like i get it you want the cheaper stuff that's fine but i see people out here getting new guys getting tire sponsorships by let's say james racing or vp pro and what that's going to do is hurt you in the long run because tires are 90% of your setup so you know kind of hold off on the tire sponsorship right away run what works on your track unless you can get on sweeps 
Yeah. As far as the cheaper the cheaper tire companies, they've got some good stuff going on at least. You no, know, you're right. Um, like I, I said a million times on this podcast, the Hins set me up with a set of tires last year at the Dome, and that's the best my car ever felt. So sweeps are good, but in general, you know, if if you don't see people around you running it, eh, man, you might want to stay away. Right. You know, talk to the fast guys. Be like, hey, ask them, hey, why don't you run this tire? A lot of the times they'll be like, I never even thought of trying it. But a lot of the times they'll be like, that just won't work on our track. Sure. So, also, one more thing. I want to bring this up on another part. Generic stuff. Over my years of racing... I've rarely found generic things that work. If it's an off-brand of something that works. Like, okay, here's an example. I found something that worked. My re- I bought generic receivers for my Sanwa radio. Um, they're the $45 receivers on Amazon. Sure. I wouldn't trust it in a nitro buggy, but they sure work great in my 10-scale stuff. Man, that's super rare that you find something generic and off-brand that works over the real stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, beware of that. Try I stay away from the off-brand electronics and stuff like that. They only My only exception is when it comes to mod motors. I feel like it's not a very big deal, so I'll run a $35 Trackstar motor and not even feel bad about it. Sure, that makes sense. In something like a two-wheel drive buggy where heat isn't an issue. Now, that being said, I run a pretty nice motor in my mini truggy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I run an older but nice Trinity motor in my mini truggy. Yeah, I run the Reedy whatever three in my uh, buggy two-wheel. Okay. The Sonic three. Oh, really? You still have that old of a... Of a motor in your two-wheel drive buggy, huh? Well, it's not that old. I think they came out in like 2015, 2016. It's plenty fast. That actually shocks me that you don't keep up with that side of things because you'll go out and buy the dumbest-looking tire thing, you know, the newest hot, stupid tire thing of the day. And I figured for sure that you'd have, you know, some type of Team Scream or a Monster or something in your buggy. Well, I'll tell you what, and... The only reason I don't is because of where would I rather put money? Because here, here's a good thing. So at Duluth State Champs, Nesbitt borrowed me a 7.5 Monster motor. And it was so smooth. But lately I just haven't had the cash to put in two mod motors. I've been buying right. other things. I've been, I had to get another buggy. So I had to upgrade Joe 3, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get there. It's it. You notice a difference, but not in speed. It's just smoother. So. Anyway, enough of that. Because, yeah, you do notice a difference in motors. Yep. The, the speed may be equal, but, man, 
The Trinity stuff Here's, is pretty smooth. I've heard the new Reedy stuff, the new Sonic 4s are pretty smooth. Here's one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we even already covered it, but I don't think we did. Stay the hell away from Spectrum radios when oh, it comes to racing off-road or on-road RC cars. Yeah, I'm sure we covered it also, and I agree. They're that... great for flight. I And, well, I don't know much about flight, but I don't have any problems with my radio for flight, but I've used a spectrum radio recently. Um, the, the buddy of mine, Benny, that's in yep. motocross that I'm slowly easing into RC. Sure. He's still got a spectrum radio from back when I think he used to run some carpet oval. Okay. And that's, that's where he met like Chang and the boys and stuff like that. Um, he has an older Spectrum radio, and oh my goodness, it is so slow. Yeah, they were slow for back in the day. Now I couldn't even imagine what they're like now. They're so slow, and I don't know about the new stuff, but the old stuff used to brown out all the time. Right. I mean, that shouldn't even be a thing. Yep. So, anyway. So there you go. Don't run cheap tires. Uh, don't run, unfortunately, don't run too cheap of a stock motor. And, oh, uh, we're talking... Don't s- run Spectrum radios. Yeah. Stock motor, yeah, you got... All my stock motors are latest, greatest. Oh, okay. I'm just saying my mod motors aren't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I don't... Yeah, I don't find it necessary in two-wheel drive mod to run a, a you know, $110 brand new motor. I know, but it's tempting. <laughs> it's not to me. Yeah. So speaking of, I ran mod buggy yesterday at the 510. Cool. And it says stock buggy because he combined the classes. Sure. Um, stock buggy, two-wheel drive, hey, man. Looks like he took the win. Ah, uh, in mod. No. What happened here? The results is all screwed yeah, up. Yeah, because in mod I took the no. win. No, Chad Neiman kicked your ass. He beat you by yeah. like 11 seconds. Yep, yep. Um, so what happened was Chris started the stock guys in front, which is fine. Chris Martin? Yes. From the 510? The yep. owner of the 510. I got around him, and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, my car is not great. I'm like, it, it felt like the track went away, but I'm like, Nobody else is having that problem. And I threw down some hot laps. Mod buggy is a full second faster lap than stock buggy there for fast laps. Which it should be. Um, I ran out of tire. The last third of the race, I could not get grip to save my life. Sure. You think you just used it all up in... Because it was a completely green track, so did you practice a lot and sauce oh, yeah. the hell out of it? Practice a lot, sauced it, and now here's where I made the mistake. I prepped them like they were four stock buggy. So what I did was I ground a third of them off. So, yeah. I'm Why not... did you do that when you knew you were going to a completely green track? Because I wanted them to be good, and I thought I would have enough tire to make the day. And I ran out of tire with um, two minutes left to go. But the new layout is fantastic. 
Yeah, it looks fun. Um, I'm it's so disappointing. I only got to run a couple packs through my mini truggy before a spider gear shattered, just shattered. Yeah, it sucked, man. So you think it's just a freak deal? I think it's um piss poor manufacturing. Okay. These are not machined. And you look at the price of them, they are not the price of a price of a machine part. They're 11.99 okay. retail. Cuz when I broke it before I looked it up, I'm like, shit, this is going to be 25-30 bucks. Nah, what what it sure. is is just that powder metal melted into the shape of a gear and is anybody doing aftermarket parts for that? Not yet. But the thing is, so I heard this is an issue, so I emailed Horizon Hobby. So we'll see what happens. Right on. Well, it looks like uh, Chad Neiman took the win in that one. You got second, and Chris Kazmarzik was third. Yeah, Chris also had a mod in his buggy. Cool. Yeah, it was. it was a light day. And it was nice. We got out of there. At, Joe sat around and played with the other kids, so we got out of there at three o'clock. Um, yeah, it was it was a good day. Cool. Sportsman was the biggest class. There are seven of them. Tom Fry took the win in that. Dominic Martin second, and Joe three put it on the podium. Brand new car. Yep. Yeah, for sure. He beat a couple of other wheelers out there. A lot of these guys have four-wheel buggies, and it's like part of me wants to get Joey one, but it's like ah, the only one that's not going to break is a techno wheeler, and I don't want to go down that road. Is Deacon Martin the Martin boy that won the mini truggy? Yes. Or, or was it Dominic? Deacon won it. Okay. Was he running that in Sportsman? No. Well... Um, he was running a mini truggy. I don't think it was a new one yet. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't look bad with it. It was just mayhem on that track, though. <laughs> sure. But the, you had fun? Yeah, it was fun. The track took a bit of rubber, which was nice. There was a groove by the end of the day. Cool. I'm going to definitely be at the trophy race October 10th. Awesome. Um, so there's one, there's another club race this weekend then, and then there'll be a trophy race. Yes. Oh, there'll be all kinds of grip by then, you would think. You Yeah, you'd think. Uh, uh, they did a little, the, they did a little different job prepping it, and Chris kept up with the watering. And yep. since the uh, turnout was so light, in between rounds, he opened up the track for a half hour. People just went out there and pounded laps. Then he blew the track off and missed it. That really helped bring up the traction. Cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yep. And then, um, yeah. Oh, a few weeks back. So, a few weeks back, I went to Thunder Road for the first time. You know, because... I heard a certain person wasn't going to be there. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I'll go then. Sure. Um, Dude, it was a great time. The track was awesome. Um, The announcer was awesome. It was one of, the, one of the sons. It wasn't Ryan. It was the other one. Oh, cool. I, I forget the names of people. But, dude, he is 
a great announcer and race director. Right on. I well, I was gonna say for one for the JCon race, dude. I like Dave Duncan, but they don't need to spend the money to fly him in. They got an announcer that works just fine. Cool. Um, that's huge. It is. As you know, part of me want wanted to offer him the Minnesota Nitro Series job, but he is he comes from a wealthy family, and that kind of pittance probably wouldn't be attractive to him. Sure. Yep. Because yeah, I mean, I'm the Nitro Series. Yeah, it's. I'll announce it until I can find a replacement. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those yep. things. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? You have to find somebody that is okay giving up going racing that weekend. That and somebody that's dedicated, not somebody that's going to be like, oh, I can't make it this weekend. I have a thing. Fuck your yep. thing. You committed to the season. Yep. So, I don't know, man. It, it's tough to find somebody, somebody like that, but we'll find sure. somebody eventually. Um. I'll tell well, back you. when you did that, I went to Full Throttle yeah. RC Raceway for the FTR State Championship Series finale. Yeah, that looked like a good time. Oh, it was a good time. It was it was the same, you know, great layout um, from the MNRC race. And or wait, was it? <laughs> Actually, I gotta back that up. It was. If it wasn't the same, it was very similar. Okay. He oh, he changed a couple things. He made. Uh, that angled that those two angled lanes you know the one went away from us it was kind of like a big single roller yep. and then you go into that big huge berm and come back well he turned that into a monster truck freaking triple and it was so much fun it was just a blast to launch that thing um i did my my typical show up on sunday deal it went a little better for me qualifying wise than it normally would doing that because um they were delayed from the day before they had rain delays so there was one round of rocket round left on sunday morning right so i showed up uh, i got a decent qualifier in, got qualified into the a main which lost me my pit guy because uh, my pit guy for the day was also in that a main so i actually tore uh picked up the fuel bottle for me and he did one fuel stop, and then I, I broke after that. But I was uh, I was really thankful for him to step up and do that. I was kind of looking around like, uh, you know, a little bit of a lost puppy there before the main. I was like, crap, I did not even, <laughs> you know, make contact with somebody about doing this. Sure. So, uh, what did you break on your buggy? Uh, the upper control arm. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. Dude. We gotta put. We gotta learn our lessons and put the point two upper arms on. Is that what's going on there? Yeah. Um, right on. Well, I'm what, gonna get a new buggy for next year. Why? I think. I mean, what I think I'm gonna do ne for next year is I'm going to upgrade my buggy to all the important parts of the point two. Cool. Like the. I, I I just feel like uh, some point over this winter, I, I think I'm gonna build a fresh kit. Yeah, that makes sense. Mine, I've gone through it so many times, it's pretty fresh still. Cool. Um, yeah, but the thing is, so I broke a upper arm at Blooming Prairie last time I raced mine. 
and I had to replace it with .1 arms because all over the country you could not find a .2 arm. No kidding. Nope. So, but I found a plenty of point one arms unfortunately so i replaced it and the car's just sitting now is that on the dot two is that upper control arm carbon reinforced it can be but it's solid okay it's a solid piece sure and that's the important part so what i think i'm going to do is i'm with mine i'm going to get the narrow rear pivots with the wider arms I'm going to get the underdrive gears, and I think I'm going to get the point two upper arms. I'm not sure if I'm going to go with the lower arms or not. All right, on. So, I mean, there's not a ton that needs to be done to mine because I already have the taller tower. I already have the truggy shock shafts, all that stuff. Sure. So, yeah, FTR, man, that, that was a bummer they got rain because... The Saturday, when there were a ton of people at FTR that came up to watch races at Thunder Road. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was going to... So, I was going to try to make the J-Con race, but, dude, I just can't convince Joey to race. And I'm not going to skip his birthday to go to a long weekend race. Yeah, of course. So... Yeah, I think that thing's just going to keep rolling. I, you know, I think you're going to have another opportunity to to have that race. Uh, I mean, Thunder Road's obviously got some mojo and some momentum right now, and sure, um, they're they're doing the things that we thought they could do, right? At this point, in, yes. Yep. In the beginning, we're like, "Holy crap! Look at this potential!" and and now they're doing it. So yeah. I'd, I'd, yep. I, I. Yeah. Go ahead. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too bummed out. I think you're going to have a chance to right to participate in another big race there. The potential of Thunder Road for the first I don't know however long it was open for the potential was being wasted. It really was. And now they've really got it together. It you yeah. know it was really nice. So I ran Two classes, I'm expecting to pay, I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was only 25 bucks. So that's not bad. Was it just a flat fee? No, it was 15 for the first, 10 for the second. Okay. Maybe, it was, is that COVID pricing? or No, it, it wasn't a trophy race. Oh, okay. It was just a standard club race. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was... It's a good time at Thunder. It sure looks like it. Yeah, the track looks awesome. I'm going to try to load up. My my motocross buddy just got hurt again <laughs> at uh, the Pro National weekend. So yeah, I should be able to steal him sometime soon and, because he only has a carpet two-wheel drive buggy right now. Yep. So he's, he's practiced once at Dollar Hobbies, and after I get a couple more practice days in with him there, then I think I can... Take him to Thunder Road. You know what's nice? Thunder Road has mod buggy. So I think I'm going to play a little bit of electronics merry-go-round with my stadium truck and my carpet buggy. Dude, they have the room for sure to run. I honestly got halfway bored running stock. Sure. Because it's long straightaway, big sweeping corners, all that stuff. It's like... 
my car is so good. I, I don't know. I'd have to talk to Kyle and see if they're putting the slipper back in for mod. I, I'm guessing they would. Kyle runs a slipper on carpet regardless, I think. Really? I yep, like. I, I do. I like the feeling of um, the direct drive, and I really? ju- I just ordered the direct drive for my truck. It, having a slipper work even a little bit on carpet does not feel right to me. I want that. Oh, okay. I want that. I don't want it to slip and do that weird. Well, my truck does this weird pivot thing to where the slipper starts slipping, the truck grabs with grip, and then it like releases and almost slingshots. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I'm probably still stuck in my old uh, MMR frame of mind. Right. Where I always ran the slipper because then I could eat people up on the masonite. Oh, that makes sense. And at Hillbilly Hills, I almost put a slipper back in my car. I did not, but I almost did. But when you're on solid car- when you're on solid carpet, there's in stock. There's no need for a slipper. Sure. So anyway, Dollar also has a club race coming up here pretty quick too, for off road. They're running on road today, but. They must be. That must be a couple weeks away then. Uh, I think it's next week, maybe. Oh, really? They're gonna run back-to-back race weekends. Oh, that's no, cool. You're probably right. It's probably the tenth. I'll be at the five ten. Here's the deal, man. I. It's disappointing that they did not have any off-road race in September. They could have messed with the schedule a little bit and put an off-road race in there. Sure. Um. They haven't been, they've been pretty relaxed on uh, social media posts lately. It's hard to keep up with, other than the fact that, yes, there is a schedule that if you know it's there, you can go and check. Yeah. But we live in an age where people are lazy. So if they don't see stuff going on on Facebook, they don't know what's happening. Right. And they should put up a post, hey, tomorrow's race day, guys. It's not hard. And... Far be it for me to say what somebody somebody needs, but Dollar Hobbies was they were not in the customer service business until they moved to Woodbury. They were a warehouse right. only, mail out, internet only business. Now they yep. have a storefront, and now they have a track. They need somebody to run their social media and I don't want to say this because it sounds harsh but they need one solid race director if that makes sense it just you need a race director with a lot more experience than what's happening Okay. Okay. I I think anyway because it just feels well, they're kind of hard to come by right now, man. They are, but it's like because because I'm not doing it, and you're not really doing it, and I'll, who I do it who if I get paid. Left? I don't know. I do it if I get paid, and that's right. the thing. And they do pay their employees their hourly wage. Well, that's not going to do it. The thing is, like their race programs need to be restructured. Why in the hell do we need an hour lunch break? 
that oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally disagree with you on that one. I really love being it. Yeah, because there's so much good food right next to it. I love being able to leave and and do that. But um, sure, but yeah, there's there's a couple things that I would do differently and keep the hour lunch break. I don't um, think so. I don't I don't think you need three qualifiers. You're right there. You do not race. need three qualifiers. Um, there's something else. Oh, they charge one flat fee for how many ever classes you're running. Well, that's yeah. good for me. And Joe 3, pay, I pay a youth price for Joe 3, so that's not bad. But what about my dad who comes in, who only runs stock buggy, and you're charging him $25 for a club race? Sure. That's pretty screwed up. But, you know. I'll Why doesn't your dad have a stadium truck? Because he's, I don't want to say he's on his way out, but he's slowing down. Sure. So basically, but he's he's still got a mini truggy, doesn't he? Right. Or when yeah. he runs on clay? No, the mini truggy's for carpet. No. Oh, okay. He's running it at Thunder Road. Yeah, when he can. Cool. So yeah, he's just doing what he does. He's never been a stadium truck guy. I've always been the stadium truck guy in the family. Okay. So uh, he's had them, and then. He gets sick of them and sells them. He's just a two-wheel drive buggy guy. Sure. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm I'm excited to ra- that we have so many options to race at this winter. I I mean, you don't realize how much you miss it until something dumb like COVID takes over and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there were definitely people missing last or. Yesterday from the 510 because they were COVID conscious and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can see it even around this nuclear plant. Like, uh, yesterday I got, I got to the crane around 5:45 AM and I wanted to do some stuff and I couldn't because, uh, for me to do anything with the crane, there basically has to be an armed security guard here. And he's sitting there with his finger on the trigger guard of, um, I forget if they're carrying around AR-15s or or what they have, but um, whatever kind of assault rifle they're packing, he's basically got to be able to take me out if I decide to do something dumb like swing the crane over at the reactor. Wow. And they're understaffed because they're getting hit with uh, COVID-positive tests. And, or just people, you know, believing that they have symptoms and then they need to go get their test. Well, these guys are on a shutdown right now. One of the reactors is down Okay. and they're, they're replacing the fuel cells. And so it's a, it's a big to do when a plant has a shutdown, you know, they run 24 hours a day, Yeah. two 12 hour shifts. And after you do too many of those, if you're a bored ass security guard, I could see a guy being like, you know what? <laughs> oh, I, I don't feel good today. I, oh, right. uh, I better go in and get, get tested for COVID. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. I mean, they, a lot of those security guards don't get paid jack shit. In, well, those guys might, that's, that is at, uh, guarding the, nuclear plant but 
most security guards yeah, get paid like 15 I hear, bucks I hear an hour. What you're saying. I think pretty much everybody that does every single job at this plant probably does okay because yeah. you need to, it's a big to do. You need to pass all kinds of security clearance just in order to be able to come in here. And then you have to deal with the thing in the back of your mind that, you know, you're walking around a nuclear power plant every day and what that could do to me, you know, how that could sure. affect my, my physical health and whatnot. Apparently they, they walk around with monitors, all of the employees. Yep. Geiger and, counters. And they say, they say I'm actually taking in more radiation being out here in the sun all day long than what they get working inside the plant, which you know, I don't know if that's propaganda or if that's fact or. So are you whatever, actually I, are you actually running the crane this time, or are you working as an oiler? Oh, I'm the oiler, but my my operator and I trade off running the crane. Okay, that, that's kind of how the apprentice program, and not even not only the apprentice program. That's basically how the oiler operator relationship works at Vix, because except for me, because I'm so new to it. All the other oilers here, they actually are operators. Okay. They just happen to technically be the oiler of the machine that they're assigned to. Yep. But all of those guys are licensed operators, so um, I can only legally run this crane when my operator's near. Okay. And I'm running off. I'm running off of his license. But when we're doing shutdowns like this, when you're running two 12-hour shifts, generally they split the operator and the oiler up of that machine and the daytime shift, which is more preferable to most people, the operator will get to run that. And then your oiler will come in at night and he'll run the crane because he knows it so well. And then they'll give him another oiler to, to cover those two positions. Okay. That makes sense. But since I don't have a, since I don't have a, a crane certification yet, I still have to stay teamed up with my operator. But but yeah, I still I get to run the crane quite a bit. Not in here though. Um, uh. This is this is so buttoned down and so much procedural BS compared to what we're used to do to go out and do a job. Sure. I mean, there's ten people that gotta you know check things off on their checklist, and like I said, armed security. It's it's a whole thing yep. when it comes time to actually move something. This is my let's see. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is my fourth shift, and we've picked up two things in that entire time. Wow. So, and I think the night shift has picked two things as well. So, we've made four picks in uh, whatever four times 48 is. What is that, like 192 or something like something that? Something like I don't that. Know. Long time. <laughs> yeah, long time. Yeah. That's, Yeah. It sounds like um, a lot of money's actually kind of being wasted as well. It is, but we basically so they're like I said, they're shut down right now. One of their reactors is not operational, so they're they're not putting out the same level of power they normally are. AKA, they're losing a ton of money, and they want us to be at this crane at any second that they would need to use it. So they didn't want us to come in, do the initial part of the job and then leave with the crane and yeah. then come back in with it to finish. 
they're like, no, it's fine. You know, it's XL. They have tons of money. They're going to keep the crane here the whole time just in case, you know, we need to whatever, pick up a five-pound weight. It doesn't matter. They they just they want it here at all times. Okay. So what so, time did you start this morning? I'm on a 6 to 6 shift lately. Uh, if I have to go to Vicks and get stuff, my shift starts there. Okay. But like today, today I'll just put in a 12 hour shift, but I have been putting in 14 hour shifts because we thought we were tearing down the crane and leaving in between some of our jobs here. So we, we've been showing up with our semi and our trailer and all of our tools and everything every day. And now we realize that we don't need that anymore. So I'm just showing up in my personal vehicle every day. Okay. Nice. So, it which kind of sucks because now I'm finally on double time today since it's Sunday and I could have had 14 hours of double time, but yeah. I'll only get 12. Yeah, that helps with the RC money though. Oh man, it. Uh, before I get to RC stuff, I, I got a, I finally got a brand new bicycle frame that I ordered like 520 days ago, and uh, I got to build that thing up. What kind? Uh, the frame is an S and M. Ah, yes. I want to say... I'm pretty attached. I'm pretty attached to that brand. Yeah. I was attached to Robinson and then Standard. Sure. Yeah, Standard makes really nice stuff, too. A lot of the guys that I hit bicycle jumps with are running Standard parts. Right, right. Um, I remember back in the day when bicycle companies, even the bigger ones, move snail at a snail's pace. I remember when my Robinson got recalled, so I was supposed to send my frame back, and they'd immediately send a new one. It took them six months. <laughs> sure. So. Yeah, even if they're a quote-unquote big bicycle company, they're a small company. Oh, for sure. So For sure. I And actually, the the new frame that I got, I didn't get it from S&M. If I would have ordered an S&M Hucker, which Hucker is... Uh, one of their sponsored riders and he's yeah. my ultimate favorite BMX dude. I didn't do that. I went through a friend that's trying to run like a small business on the side. And what he does is he gets hooked up with builders in like California and Florida. So there are these dudes that custom weld, uh, bicycle frames. Okay. And I ordered basically a copy of the Hucker because i wanted i wanted to support this local guy yeah well it just it just got fumbled hard and i ordered it last april it finally showed up in december right around christmas time it was wrong oh there were yeah there were specs on the frame that weren't correct so i couldn't even i couldn't even take the parts off my current bike and build it up really try it Ooh. And so I sent it back and I said, Hey, this is wrong. You know, this, this, and this need to be changed. And time goes on. And all of a sudden we're a year and a half out from when I ordered it and I still haven't received it back. And so we finally got a hold of the guy. He hadn't made any of the changes yet. And I said, Okay, I'm giving you two weeks. You're either refunding my money or this frame is going to be at my house. Yeah. And he put it back in the box and shipped it. And so basically now I've got to build a whole nother bike around it 
because of uh, some of the specs that are off the the rear the rear chainstays won't fit the type of wheels that I run. Oh, so I'm gonna, yeah. So basically, I'm going to build another bicycle. Um, I'm going to justify it as saying it's a buddy bike, and my wife can ride it because I I actually sold what I called her BMX bike yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now that now that we have that paved pump track okay. at the Cottage Grove Bike Park, I want to get another bike again so she can come play with me. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand like what constitutes a good bicycle. You tell people what you paid for that frame, they'd probably be like, "Well, you could buy two bicycles from Walmart for that." It's like, yeah, yeah. but you're yeah. There's no doubt about it. It yeah. If you're if you're buying a good BMX frame, you're gonna pay at least four hundred dollars. Yeah, for that frame, that yeah. is just a frame, yep. nothing else, and that's not even close to what people pay for a nice mountain bike frame. No, right. Not right. even close. Yeah. You could spend I bet up to twelve grand now on a mountain bike with the new automatic gear changers. Yeah, you can go beyond that, which seems asinine. It right? does, but it's not if that's what you're into. But the no. thing is yeah, so right. uneducated people will see a mongoose at Walmart and they're like Oh, when I was a kid, I always wanted a mongoose. Well, hit the brakes on that bullshit. Because those aren't a mongoose. Yep. And everything you see at, like, Walmart or Target, what they are are a rebadged bicycle from a company called Kent. Kent is the worst and most dangerous manufacturer of bicycles in the world. (laughs) They are. I, I've watched videos of like guys on their road bikes, guys on their BMX bikes. You're gonna break them, and you're gonna get seriously injured in the process. Right. If, if you try to use them, what you think, and it's gonna be clunky and shitty because everything's wrong. Yep. I mean, have you have you actually tried to ride like a Walmart bike lately? I. I... I couldn't bring myself to do it. I mean, I'm I'm 37 years old and my body's falling apart. I I have to be on something that I know is solid. Dude, on yeah, it, you even ride in. A, I wouldn't even ride one on the street to be honest. <laughs> it's, yeah, no doubt. It's that bad. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild what you can spend on a BMX. So I've this is just for dirt jumping too. It's it's not a super light, super fancy race bike. And I spent $2,000 building that bike the way that I wanted it. You know, that's not that much of inflation because back in the day, back in the 90s, I'd spend twelve to 1500 on a bicycle. Yep. So actually, that's not that bad of a price. And hey, no. now um, A-Main Hobbies absorbed Dan's BMX, so your customer reward points might work there. <laughs> <laughs> yep i actually just lost some I, I looked back at an email and it was telling me oh. that your your points were going to expire september 25th and i totally because of this this power plant outage sure i totally forgot to get on there i was going to buy some fans or something yeah you know so well, i actually ended up losing some a main hobbies points lately was only like five bucks I think I lost five of the 15. Okay. I had 15 sitting there, and I think I'm down to 10. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I mean, it's good to support local hobby shops, but you do need online as a supplement. Like this diff, oh, for sure. Like this diff gear that shattered on my mini truggy. I'm going to have to get that from, I'll probably get it from Horizon Hobby. I don't know. I don't know. Um, next week, I don't know where I'm going to be because, well, I wherever I go, I have to leave early because the wife and I are going to see Adam Hunter at the House of Comedy on Saturday night. Cool. So, yeah. We actually have sitters and stuff. and Oh, right on. Yeah. Big I mean, old date night. Yeah, for once. That's cool. It's our once every six month thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, man, we got way off track. Yeah, we did. Which isn't a bad thing. Um, I don't even remember so, what we're talking about. So FT- <laughs> the FTR state championship finale. Okay. Race. Uh, I broke out of Nitro Buggy A-Main. Ashton Abdul. He was on fire. He won that one. Tony Sletton second and Conrad third. Nice. Yeah, um, Ashton, man, he makes those JQ cars look awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's an excellent driver. There's no doubt. Um, Truggy A-Main, Nitro Truggy. Clayton Cartaluca took home the win, and uh, he would have to tell me how many minutes it was going on, but he actually had a diff going out. Really? So, yep, he built up a decent lead thanks to uh, Sean Van Dalen had one or maybe more than one uh, flameouts. Okay. So he was hampered with that. Uh, Clayton, who was battling with Sean back and forth, they were having a pretty awesome race in the beginning of it. Clayton got out to a good lead, and then he had to labor it, you know, to get it back in. Because his diff started going out. I want to say it was like, it might have been with as many as eight minutes left. Maybe longer. Oh, wow. In a 30-minute main. And he had to slow way down just because, you know, he was nervous that he wasn't going to finish the race. But he, it was awesome to see that he ended up winning it. He didn't lose it because of, you know, some unlucky mechanical, which uh, you like to see. Because you know he does his maintenance. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't slack. So I I would put that up to something freak. Um, Seth Van Dalen won the e buggy main event, just a single A main, followed by Sam Savakul and Ashton Abdul. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you have the MNRC results, or do you want me to go through them? Because I got I have them. I have them. Uh, MNRC at so, Rick's Hobby Farm. That was two weeks ago. Uh last week. That was just last weekend? Yes. Okay. Oh, Rick's just raced yesterday. yesterday. Okay. So, I want to talk a little bit first. Um, from last year to this year, Rick's Hobby Farm has really made great improvements all over the place. I mean, they always make great improvements. But the track was really on point. I wish I could have raced, obviously. The track took a took rubber really nice. Uh, yeah, the weather was beautiful. It was a little windy. I, I heard wind gusts, and every time the wind hit, I watch a double-triple, and it's like someone's going backwards, that type of thing. 
but yeah, it, it was a it was a great weekend. But now I want to talk about the e buggy double A main. So we have everything set up as Roar rules, but I don't think Roar really has a tiebreaker for double A mains. So when you click Roar rules for like how stuff is scored. Are you sure you guys don't have it on Ifmar? Because that's what it was on the last time we had one of these double A main fiascos. So now no. Because we all decided to have it on Moto. That's how the tiebreakers are done is through Moto. Otherwise otherwise known as Olympic scoring. Yes. Olympic Moto scoring. That's what we've had it on since the Ifmar fiasco a year ago year and a half, whatever it was. So, I I don't know if I agree with the way Olympic works, but I talked to the committee. I'm like, well, we've had it on Olympic all year, and this is the way the tiebreakers have been working all year long. we got to keep it on there, and they agreed. Sam Savakul took the overall win in e-buggy with a two and a two, Kyle took second with a one and a three. Oh, so the the tiebreaker is second moto score. Then. Yeah, something like that. So it's just so that that's how local uh, motocross racing works. Yep. Hold on. Let me a, see. A one, a one, a one, a one, one, or a one, three, a three, one, and a two, two are all tied. So you go to your second moto finish. So whoever's got the win there should break the tie. Yep. But obviously, you said Kyle had a three in the second moto, and Sam had a. Did you say it was a two? Yes. Yep. So that's how it works in local motocross. In pro motocross, it's different. A, a one three would actually beat a two two, because a one three would get forty five points, and a two two would get forty four. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna finish a year using Olympic as a tiebreaker, and then we'll talk about it for next year. You see, um, like four years ago, when I had a little mini blowout with Danny over some Pro 4 results, Yep, because they were supposedly supposed to be moto, but I think what happened was over the end of the season, you guys probably either updated your computer or got a new one. Yep. And it hadn't been switched back to Moto yet. It was on Ifmar. Oh. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but and I didn't know at the time, but Ifmar goes on overall laps and time. Yes. For a tiebreaker. Yes. So I went it combines through. all your laps from both mains and both times. Yeah. It does. It's one I of think those... I like that way the best. What I think is the throwout should be your worst result, almost. I don't like that because it's like, then it's like, why did we even race the other one? No, you're right. We're, I don't know. We're going to talk. It's definitely going to be a point of discussion. Yeah. With the committee. But dude, Rick's Hobby Farm, man. Rick has a awesome deal going on. I think he still has one race left. I think it's next week. God, the track looks so good. Yeah. And um, 
so Rick has this raffle going on. I bought some raffle tickets. It's a brand new RC8B 3.2 e-buggy with no way. with all the stuff. He sold so the, like the barrel where he has all the tickets is plump full. But oh, I st- yeah. I still put my money in just because it's like, yeah, that one in a well, I'm guessing he's got a few thousand tickets in there, so that one in a few thousand chance I'll take it. That's really cool. That'll yeah. be a fun raffle. It will be. I it was, won't, I it won't was be there, so but. neat at the FTR finale watching Deacon Martin win that fully, totally decked out mini truggy. Right. And you know what, too? If I win an e-buggy or, you know, next summer, now that I got Joe 3's e-buggy kind of working and Joe 3 kind of comfortable driving it, I think we're going to do a little bit more A-scale next summer. Cool. Yeah, I I miss it, and Joe does well with it. So, right on. Yeah. Hey, back to that, back to that e buggy though. Sam cool. Yeah. Wins the e buggy a main overall. How yep. cool is that? The second one in MNRC history to do it without winning a main. Oh yeah. Do you the, know who the other one is? Rob Petrick. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. Rob won one up in Duluth, I believe, a few years back. So Kyle Holmberg, he tied on points and lost the tiebreaker, so he finished second. And Clayton Cartaluca got third in e-buggy right. for the MNRC. Right. Uh, our homies in 40-plus Nitro, which we're, we're almost there. Yeah. We're getting close. I'm I'm excited. When um, I get there, I'm excited for two things. So, you got 40 plus nitro, and then at the JCon race and at the um, Omaha events, you got 40 plus mod buggy. Two cool. Wheels. Yeah. So 40 plus nitro, a main Matthew Lust takes the win there. He kind of ran away from Keith Vanderhyde and Joe Scaramel. Um, that was actually a really good race. Scaramel had the lead for a while. Vanderhyde had the lead for a while. It was a good battle, but Lust buckled her down and started walking away. Cool. Uh, Mini Truggy A-Main, otherwise known as the open four-wheel drive class. That's frustrating. Sam Savakul doubled up. I think, Won that one. I think next year... I think we have enough mini truggies to where next year we can say, guys, no more Wheeler. What's I don't I don't see the problem with happen, having it be an open four wheel drive class. Because it, well, he sir, would my opinion in my opinion, Sam would be crushing that class even oh yeah. worse. No, if, he would if be. he had a mini truggy. You're not wrong. He would be. I just personally think you know, we don't we don't allow. Hmm, what's a good way to put this? We don't allow. I don't know, but either either way, you're going to be wrong in the eyes of the viewers because I'm going to be charitable here. It's yeah. just it's more inclusive. Yeah, I mean we we there, did get we went down to a B main, so that's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, and the majority were mini truggies. Sure. So. 
yeah, it was, and we had a shit ton of e-buggies again, which I think it's weird to see class resurgence like that. It's cool, mm-hmm. but it's weird. Like last year, e-buggy is like eight or nine drivers. And I think we had 34 at Rick's. I think we had like 36 in Duluth. So it's really cool. It's coming back. Very cool. So yeah, Sam took the win in open four-wheel drive. Sean Van Dalen second and Torot third. Yeah, Torres buggy. He is out there with his 22x4. That thing looked really good. He was just having a tough time staying consistent with it. Sure. A lot of uh, those. Um, a lot of those guys were doing similar lap times to the lower A main e buggy drivers. That's whipping with a tenth scale. Well, the track was that good, man. Cool. So when they were, I had them blow it off a few times throughout the main day, and towards the end they were barely getting any dust off of it. Nice. Yeah. Real quick, I gotta apologize to the listeners. I am a mushmouth right now, and I've just been hearing myself this whole episode. I was grappling without a mouth guard on Friday and put my tooth through my lip. Ouch. Yeah. So, ain't good. I'd like to apologize. You can keep going. Sorry. I had a break. Yeah, Nitro, Nitro Truggy Amen. Greg Bommel took the win there. Got that over Clayton Cardaluca and Tony Sletton. Those three guys all finished on the same lap. Yeah. Um, Greg kind of, it was a battle in the beginning, and then Bommel kind of walked away with her. He's uh, He's solid. He is. He's always top five. I want to say him. I want to say him, Tony, and Clayton were the only ones in Nitro Truggy in the 23 second lap range. Okay. So they were all really fast. Switch it over to Nitro Buggy A Main. Kyle Holmberg takes the win there. Greg Baumel finishes second. So he had a hell of a weekend going 1 2. And Tony Sletton finished third. He makes me look at those Kyosho cars again and be like, huh, maybe I should go back. <laughs> is he back on Kyosho? Yeah, Greg Bommel is. Huh. Okay. Um, I had the MP9 TKI4, and the car was very stable and very easy to drive. And I should have kept it for that reason. Sure. It ate diff fluid like crazy though those diffs were not (laughs) good but other than that kyosho makes a solid vehicle now i've heard with the mp10 stuff a lot of the drivers were putting mp9 stuff on there there was i think one pro driver fired from the team for doing that yeah that was uh boots wasn't it yeah they don't take kindly to that at all so I don't know if they have it figured out or not, but I'll, locally, Bommel seems to have it figured out. Sure. Yeah. A more results? Yeah, I got Rick's Hobby Farm from yesterday. Awesome. There was a combined e-buggy, e-truggy, A-meme, Sam Savakul, still on a roll. Takes the win there, followed by Jordan Cortan and KP. Sweet. We got... There's always Pro 4 at Rick's. It's it's the only spot in 
you know, uh, the Midwest region where that class is holding on now is once in a while it's pretty good at the toy box and once in a while it's, or always it's pretty good at Rick's, it right. seems. Uh, Pro 4 A-Man, Kyle Quast, Ryan, shirts are for pussies Vassar, <laughs> and Brian Papineau. Cool. Pro 4, Mini Truggy, Sam takes the win there, doubling up. Homebrew Dave LaRue, who we can mostly thank for the, you know, amazing tracks that Rick's has had for the last few years. So he's, he, he already knew good, um, obstacles in layout. And it sounds like from what you're saying, he's, he's starting to get the whole traction thing too. Yes, he is for sure. So very cool. He's the amount of time that that guy gives to RC is just, it's so phenomenal. He's, he's such a great dude. Well, um, I was talking to um, people who race there weekly, and I guess even when they don't calcium the track, they now blow the track off here and there throughout the day. Cool. And that helps out a lot, because when I went there last year for the MNRC, and it took me like over an hour to get that track cleaned off, and it was just pure yeah. silt underneath, that was honestly frustrating, but... Yeah, it seems like, but I mean, you grow. You don't know everything at once. You learn as you go. Yep. Yeah, when I used to go practice at Rick's, and I I haven't done it in a few years, I and I haven't been to that track in at least two years. I used to spend a lot of time with that backpack on, trying to blow the crap off of that track. Yeah. Well, you were signed up and paid last week, and you just didn't want to come. <laughs> yeah, I did. I donated. I, I made a donation to MNRC. Um, yeah, I was going to try to do it. Uh, Saturday was a very long day, and it went into the night, and I just didn't get enough sleep. So Sunday morning came along, and I just flat out did not want to get out of bed. Dude, I don't blame you. I didn't want to get out of bed today. I wake up early, early, early all the time. I woke up at 8 o'clock. I'm like, shit, I have a podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> I And actually, I absolutely hated my chances to get out of that B-Main, too. I took a look at the B-Main lineup, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way I'm bumping out of this thing. Dude, it was stiff competition last week, that's for sure. Yeah. And then I missed uh, Ben Savakul here. He finished third yesterday at Rick's Hobby Farm in Mini Truggy. And they did have a Nitro class. Jordan Cortan wins that, KP second, and Kelly Roberts third. Awesome. Yeah. Southern Nationals went down. Yeah, they did. That's my favorite race, by the way. It's my favorite major RC race. Yeah, I honestly didn't watch any of the coverage because it was during the MNRC race. But, yeah, usually sure. it's a fun one to watch. Year after year after year, their tracks are on real yeah they are it's i think it's cooler than psycho nitro blast because psycho nitro blast a lot of the wow factor comes from um you know like ramps yeah and stuff like that and wall rides southern nationals just has huge uphills and downhills and big triples big doubles i yeah i've always loved the way that that race looks yeah so Pro Nitro Buggy, A-Main, Ryan Mayfield takes the win there, followed by Jared Tebow, 
Dakota Fenn had a great weekend all the way around, and Seth Van Dalen qualified ninth and finished sixth yeah. in that class. You know, I looked at the results, and this is one of the times Seth didn't qualify great, but he outdid his qualifying. Us- yep. Usually he's, like, towards the top, and then something happens during the main and whatever. Exactly. But yeah. So that's awesome. I'm um, I'm stuck on the results page is kind of glitching see. out on me right now. I uh, see but t- I do remember that in Nitro Truggy, Dakota Fenn took the win. Yeah. In that one. So that's cool. I I really like it when he does well because we've seen him DNF so many races. So I'm kind of curious. Huh, sorry. Damn it. I was at B-dubs last night watching the fight because I didn't want to pay $70 for the fight. Yeah, who would? But after seeing that fucking crowd, I'm going to pay $70 next time. <laughs> really? B-dubs oh. was just packed? Shoulder to shoulder I don't, or what? I don't care that they're packed. They were packed with uneducated, drunken loser assholes. Oh, the, the, I thought that was like basically MMA fans in general. The, well, oh! I, I, I meant uneducated about the sport. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, it was bad, man. How many? Oh, I had I had to watch the the fight with so many casuals. It was bullshit. I was correcting them the entire time. I didn't say a word. It was just me, <laughs> senior, and I at a table, both rolling our eyes like crazy. But how many times I heard people say, "Why does he just punch him in the fucking face?" Because it doesn't work like that, man. Get educated on this shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'd uh, aggravated. You get you get so worked up about normies. I don't care normally. Uh, okay, like I watch a lot of fights with a lot of normies, but they don't say stupid stuff like, "Oh, they're on the ground. That's so gay. Stand them up." Stuff like that. That pisses sure. me off so bad. And now. Well, I smell like For, I'm sweating. In defense of us casuals, yeah. Unless it's like really intense ground game, it's not a whole lot of fun for us to watch Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and unless it's not intense, it's not fun for me to watch either. But I understand it. Yeah, Fight, yep. fights aren't fun a hundred percent of the time. Speaking of casual, sorry to interrupt you during results again. Speaking of casual stuff, though, I'm becoming a casual rugby fan. Oh, yeah? What Uh, led to that? uh, Joe 3 and I, before the races yesterday, actually started watching a match. And I looked at Joe 3, and these words came out of my mouth. American football is for pussies. I agree for totally different reasons, but yes. Well, I, I don't care about the politics. Take away the politics. Fuck the politics. No, I actually wasn't even going towards that, which Good. I also <laughs> am not a fan of. I'm I'm not a fan of the way they've, you know, pussified the game in the right. last 10 years. So they're literally, they line up, and the second they line up, they instantly go. There's not penalties every two seconds. High yeah. scoring. It's ex- hard hits. Yeah, hard, hard hits. No floppers. 
Like there's guys with like their shoulders out of their socket wanting to go back in the game and the coach <laughs> is holding them back. Right. Those are men. NFL players are pussies. Seriously, I was so, I can't wait into, I'm going to start watching it at Saturday mornings before races. It gets me there's I saw one penalty called the whole time. That's you know, cool. It well, was, now you got to get a team. Yeah, I do. It was for tackling a player that didn't have the ball. That was the only penalty I saw. Sure. Dude, it's a wonderful game. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah, I used to I used to enjoy it um in college. Um my girlfriend played rugby. She was in a rugby club. Okay. I don't know. They didn't they didn't have one like a team for the college, but they had a club. Yeah, that's a lot of like American rugby stuff. That's a lot of stuff. They're clubs. Okay. It's mostly Australia and UK and whatever. Yeah, those are some badass mofos, no but, doubt. The men and the women. Yeah. That play so, rugby. While while you're all watching the Vikings crying in your beer because Kirk Cousins was a big waste of money. Which oh God, he is. I would never waste my Sunday doing that. Yeah. Next week, spend your time watching a real man sport. Anyway, continue. I actually can't continue. I live RC is absolutely locked up on my phone. I don't know. We covered Nitro Buggy and Nitro Truggy. Well, I am in live RC right now. So let me go. I okay. There it is. There. As far as e-buggy, I don't really know that I care how pro e-buggy races finish. Um, Southern Nationals. I think Seth took like fourth in e-buggy, though. Okay. he. Yeah, you might be right because he's yeah sixth in Nitro Buggy. Pro Electric AA main results. Oh, wait, no, that was just one of the mains he ended up for. Sorry. Um, he ended up. Ooh, 11th in e-buggy, sorry. Okay. Which is still awesome. Beats out Wiggins. But, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for that pesky Tebow. Yeah, Tebow's turning it on again lately. I guess. Where did that come from? I mean, I, I, I would have said that he was, you know, ready to ride the train out of a RC, like... Two, two and a half years ago. He was. He got his real estate license. All that stuff. He was out. He's like... And then Techno... What was it? He went from Kyosho to Techno? Is that what happened? I'm not sure if there was another step in there or not, to be honest with you. I don't think so. So I think you're right. I think he left Kyosho, and I bet if Techno didn't come along, he would have been done. I'm willing to bet. But Techno came along, he's like, all right, I'll give it another contract. And it's been working for him. I think it's been... Yeah, he caught he caught fire. Yeah. Uh, he probably said, I got to put everything into this or, or I need to quit. Sure. Pro RC Car Racing, man, it's cutthroat. Seth made the I want... top 25 for A-scale drivers in the world. He did. I forgot about that. He made the top 25 list... Uh debuted at 23rd and i'd imagine 
uh, if he hits another, you know, two or three or whatever uh, top 25 races in the next six months, he's just going to keep bumping up the list. Right, right. You'd think. Um, let's see. Because he's he would be throwing out zeros still. Sure. For his results. Yeah. Because they take they take like over two years, right? It's kind of like a two year deal. Yeah, it's a two year concurrent cycle, so it doesn't yep. go from calendar year to calendar year. It goes from your two years from that day to two years to this day. Yeah. So as he continues to throw out zeros, he should climb up the list. I wonder what Elliot Boots's problem is. Are they even really racing over there? No, but I'm saying he's the blank name on the list. Oh. He says, take my name off the list. So they took his He's just the blank guy, so he's still on. Oh, really? Everybody knows asked, who it he is. He asked them to remove him? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, okay. It, it must have hurt one of his contract negotiations. You know, I'll, I'll say this about it. The system is not perfect, but... By a lot, it's the best that we have. It gives us all something to talk about. Yeah. And if you think you have a better deal, why don't you go make a list? Yeah. Why don't you guys just go race RCGP and we can figure it all out? That too. Dude, imagine, what would it be? It would be, I think they only allow... If RCGP was 15 of the actual fastest 15 guys in the world, oh, man, I would go back to watching RC racing again. Oh, me too. If that was the case. I'm wait, I'm still waiting for episode two of that one series they're doing. It's supposed to be out oh, about they, now. Oh, did they drop a full episode they, already? They did in August. Okay. I remember the preview for it. I didn't ever see an episode go up. Yeah, the episode went up, but I mean... I don't think they're doing it with a ton of budget, but the episode was good. Cool. And yeah, I can't wait for the next one. So I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into cutting and editing something like that. So yeah, I'm sure it's going to be pretty, pretty slow goings. I used to act back in the day uh, with a bunch of, we used to do a bunch of amateur shit. We used to enter film festivals we did some public broadcasting stuff you know just fucking around Mm -hmm. but you really do learn that process and it is horrible yeah because well with acting you have we did three takes for every scene because we used to use tape back in those days because it was long before digital and cutting all that together Figuring out what take to use where. Yeah. And by the way, you can't find my stuff. There's only one thing on YouTube, and they spelled my <laughs> last name wrong, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't that, find Man, that's just unfortunate for all of us it's, to not it, be able to see. And what's on YouTube is fucking weird. Well, I'd, I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Yeah. Beth is in it, too. <laughs> I used to... I used to cut up, um, you know, RC footage and BMX footage and stuff like that into very basic edits. Yes, and i I just got I just got tired of doing it. Yeah, it's like, this just... takes too long. If I can do a simple one for 
for RC racing while I'm sitting on the toilet using iMovies, I'll right. do it. Okay. But when I have to when I have to bust out the computer and it takes me three hours to make a five minute clip, I'm out. That you're not gonna make a dime off of. Yeah, exactly that too. Local guys are gonna be like, Oh, that's so badass and then it disappears into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, I remember I used to make them like say 2016 17 something like that i'd I'd run around and grab a bunch of little clips from the weekend yeah and then i'd put them together and add some music and stuff and and al smith was like oh you got to do this every round and i'm like man al i'm freaking exhausted from (laughs) just doing this little bit and i didn't even do a good job yeah Corey hens has been doing it lately he's doing a great job he is and I don't know, man. I think the Corey's, well, the boys race, I think that's Corey's hobby is making clips. Yep. Yeah, it's it's going really well. We, I'd certainly appreciate it. He uses a cheap drone for some of it and then a GoPro on a stick for a lot of it. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Do we have any more results or should we get into questions? Yeah, we're done with results. Cool. Before we get into questions, I do want to say the Minnesota Nitro Series is looking for committee members. Committee members that do not have their tongue in the ass of another track. I mean, we've had that happen before, and everybody's like, oh, let's have every round at our track. And they get pissed when you say, "Uh, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) Hmm. So that's just why I say that. Um, yeah, we're just looking for people to help out because Tim Sletton's on his way out. All, I mean, I've been on the committee the least amount of time, and I've been on the committee for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of tenure. Yeah. Um, Corey Hens started it back in, I want to say, 2001 or two. So it's, yeah, Corey started it with, like, Jeff. Ford, and a few other people. So, oh, one thing I forgot to say about the Nitro Series, too. So I set up the Series PA. Oh, dude, I was so much happier. It was such a better weekend when I know that the drivers can hear me and people can hear me in their pits. Holy crap. Never again am I going to rely on a track for a PA system. Okay, anyways, questions. Let me bring them up. Uh, Dang it. All right. We only had a few because I posted it last night and we're recording in the morning. Hey, you had a question. When will Ryan be finished working at the nuke plant so he can race RC cars again? Oh, that's a great question, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Wish I had an answer to it. When they stop paying you <laughs> double time. Yeah, that too. Yeah, if I work next weekend, I'll be bummed that I don't get to go to the 510, but, um, you know, I'll be able to afford fancy food for my kitties. Yeah. Yeah. How's the uh, second cat dealing with the house? Great. It's Yeah, it's full integration. Everybody's happy. Uh, they miss their dog right now. I haven't had Lucy for the last couple of weeks. Okay. So it's really good. Lucy's, you know, getting a chance to be a mom 
which is neat. Yeah. So she's she's bathing them and stuff, and I. It's really neat to watch, you know, because Lucy's old. She's not going to be around for too much longer. So it was kind of neat to be able to see her in that way for the first time. Yeah, to me that's kind of, uh, it's cool, but I, I'm not as selfless as you. Like, okay, I could not bring any of my dogs to my parents' house to stay at for weeks at a time. Right. I couldn't do it. Right. Yeah, it's not easy. I, but they just, I never would have been able to have that dog without the way that my parents and my grandparents supported me when I was working for Fox and traveling all the time. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So I didn't, I didn't feel like it was the right move for me to just tear the dog away from all of them and take her down to the cities and make her sit in the house all day long. Okay. Yeah. Cause she, she has, she has a, you know, she gets a lot of love when she's in our house, but when she's up in Brainerd, she gets to go to work. She goes to Fox. She's out in the park every single day. She's She's got a pretty great life up there with mom. Right, so, right. Have you I try ever, to keep that in perspective. Have you ever thought about going back to Fox as like any kind of like a part-time position or anything like that? Or I think what I'm going to do, because my absolute favorite part of that job is to go out into the mountains and work on mountain sleds and test mountain sled shocks. Yep. I'm going to try to get like two weeks off from VIX this winter when everything's really slow and I'm only working like one or two or three days a week anyway. Okay. And I'm going to go out there and basically do my old job for free. Nice. Oh, a lot of people pay a lot of money to do your old job that you're willing to do for free. Exactly, and I, I think I could probably get um, get a flight out of my stepdad for the deal. Okay. And then he would already have lodging set up, and basically all I would need to do is show up with my gear bag, and I don't even have to pay for the fuel. What I do have to do is just you know work hard and help him get his tasks done and stuff, but I, I also get to do quite a bit of riding snowmobiles in the course of that. Right. So I have a question for you. Um, Polaris now makes, still makes a snowmobile that costs six thousand bucks, just a basic five fifty fan cool. Sure. For a guy like me who just bangs ditches and some trails, would it be worth it for a guy like me to get that, or, or am I? Would I be better off spending the ten to twelve grand? On a, is it in their is it in their indie line? Yes, that's a really good line. Yeah, for the price, it's like remember when Sea came out with the Sparks because they were way cheaper. Yeah, than yeah. the super high powered stuff on the market. I do. The, the Sparks are incredible, and and they're still around and they're still successful for a reason. I and I I have no love in my heart for Polaris whatsoever. I, I never enjoyed working for them as a as an employee. I never I never really enjoyed dealing with their racers or anything like that. But that indie line is solid. Okay, I've been kind and of. And if curious. you don't care about overall power, which the difference between having, let's say, a six hundred and a four hundred, yeah. is that, or I mean, a six hundred and an eight hundred, is that eight hundred gets you 
to going too fast a little bit quicker. Right. But you're still going to be able to get to a point where you're going too fast on that sled. It's just going to take you a little while longer to get there. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about that. Maybe I got to get a truck first, but I want to get a couple snowmobiles for sure. Probably Jackie and I, because cool. Joey and Beth do not. When I had a snowmobile, they didn't like it. I mean, okay. they, they didn't like to ride on it. I mean, they didn't care mm-hmm. that I had it. They just didn't. That wasn't their thing. But Jackie mm-hmm. loved it. So if I could get a couple of cheap Polarises um, for twelve grand instead of one really nice sled for twelve grand, I think that would be a little right. better. Yeah, that indie, like I said, it's it's a super solid line. And like the suspension on those sleds nowadays, it's the last snowmobile I had was my old indie trail where I gave up putting a plus 10 suspension on it because i'm like oh this is too much work <laughs> yeah the, um yeah the stock stuff is pretty damn good especially for the price i mean they're they're super cheap shocks but uh the market has dictated it so that they have to put a lot of effort into making sure those that those shocks work pretty decent yep yep sure all right connor's got a question he goes, I haven't raced regularly since this time last year. I'm looking at jumping into a new brand for the upcoming winter season, which for me only goes till end of December. Uh, if you were to switch brands and were looking to only have a two-wheel drive buggy and a nitro truggy from that company, where would you go? He's leaning heavily towards TLR. And he goes, does the guy need to run all the same chassis or is it just a cool guy thing i don't know man i don't think none of the parts cross-reference you know what i mean the only reason between between a two-wheel drive and a truggy you're saying yeah nothing nothing yeah that is that is just a cool guy thing if you're not a sponsored guy yeah if you're paying retail run whatever the hell you want he says he's leaning towards tlr tlr makes an excellent 10 scale buggy they obviously make an excellent truggy because dakota's been doing well with it yep i just haven't seen any of them run right yeah we haven't seen uh ryan ryan uh yunker we haven't seen him around in the last like year and a half he's kind of one of the only tlr eighth scale racers in the region yep he is Torats. I wonder why we didn't. I wonder why we didn't see him this year. I don't know. Um, he's not. I know he's not scared of COVID. No. Maybe so he's it just, wasn't that. Maybe he just doesn't have the funds. That happens a lot. Or maybe he's yep. just burnt yeah, out. Or or yeah. Or work. Yeah. Work that might too. have changed or something. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from that dude. Maybe that old Toyota finally took a crap on him. <laughs> His. I love it. His minimalist approach. To RC racing is, I'm all about it. You know what? My goal is to buy my Toyota new, and by the end of it, have as many miles and look just like his. <laughs> exactly. That's my ultimate goal. I tell people, and they look at me shocked. I go, 
I when I talk about getting a new vehicle, I go, well, I'm thinking Toyota because it's got to get at least three to five hundred thousand miles, and they look at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's if I spend anywhere, if I spend thirty five thousand dollars on something, it has to last me at least fifteen years. So, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm going to have a Toyota that looks like Ryan's here in about 15 years. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, the TLR, I don't have any, I haven't heard heads or tails of it locally. The two-wheel drive stuff's pretty popular locally. Um, if you want to stick same, same brand, you could also do X-Ray. But other than that, if you're not doing associated, I mean, there are some off-brand, ugh, there is some stuff like Kyosho. I would love to do a Kyosho Truggy. You couldn't pay me to do a Kyosho 10 scale. That stuff is just not good. Yeah, it's been a while since it has been. Um, it, it has. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I was trying to encourage Connor actually just earlier this morning. I was like, whatever it takes to get you excited about RC again, do it. So if right. you want to go get an go get an elite 5.0, run out and do it. Yeah. And I I might even do it with him. I don't know. Um, but if he's got if he has a little bit of time on his hands before he gets heavy into his supercross schedule, if he can actually make it to the 510 often enough to get in and tune it, and then and then you've got you know you don't have as many people to help you. But you have some really good dudes right now to help you with TLR product. Right. Maybe not the Truggy, per se, but with Truggy, I don't know. Can't you just pretty much build those things to kit, do a couple things that people say you need to do, and then you can just drive the freaking thing because it's got monster truck wheels anyway? So with my experience with Truggy, I went in there immediately and started putting in people's setups. I wish... I would have just put it to stock setup and then went from there because the best I had a Mugen Truggy, the best it ever felt was when I was close to stock setup when I just said, you know what, none of this is working. And I started doing things my own way. I came up with a setup I really liked. I think I was only two or three steps off stock setup. So... Um, he also asked, can we eliminate saucing tires indoor and slowly killing ourselves as well? We can, but we, then we're just going to lose because nobody else will stop. Well, I, th I thought about this question a little bit. It's possible now because Proline and J concepts are coming out with spike 10 scale buggy tires again. It is now possible to do a black dirt track, for sure. But, realistically, no. Here's what they can do, is do whatever you want at home, and in the pits, all that is allowed is sticky kicks. You can do that, you can police that, I think. What do you think? <sighs> but who wants to police shit? Yeah, I 
I don't want to have to go back to. I was coming in just after the five ten tried to do it, and you know Sean had to have his policy where if we thought you were saucing, you know, in order to prove that you're not, you had to go out with a new set of tires and run a lap that was within such and such amount of time and this and that. And I'm just like, ugh, that sounds awful. It does. I'm so I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with that. Um, yeah, there's ways it could be better. You know, you um, if we all came together and said, yes, Liquid Wrench is fucking horrible for us. Oh, it is. Um, let's let's start by weaning ourselves off towards everybody using sticky kicks or, you know what I mean, something like that, or just something to say use use whatever you want right now. Let's just get off of Liquid Wrench for now. And I got away from it for mini truggy because i didn't feel like i needed it yep and um at least it's one more vehicle that i'm not sitting there touching liquid wrench and inhaling it you're right you know what i mean so i gotta get one of those brad sadvig deals to where it hooks up to the wheel nut and just spins your wheel for you so i won't i mean i'm still breathing in the liquid wrench but i don't want to touch it too so that would keep me from touching it. But yeah, liquid wrench is terrible. Um, carpet. We run SXT. Allegedly, SXT is non-toxic. Or as non-toxic as you can get. Nothing's non-toxic. Correct. They say Simple Green's non-toxic. I don't buy that shit for one second. That's what I loved about... Um... There was no point in running traction additive the years that I was racing at wheel brokers. Yep. All all it did was make you blow through your tire faster. And uh yeah, I loved that. You just yeah. we you just you had to have a few different compounds and treads and stuff like that, which is a pain in the butt and kind of expensive, but that's that's racing in general. That's right. You know, dirt bikers go through that, sprint car racers, whatever tires is is the game right i mean yeah at the tracks we currently have it's not possible but again though saucing on carpet with sxt is i don't think as terrible of a thing i have i have ways that i've kind of proven it with my own health that i'm not going to talk about on here because i told people i wouldn't talk about it but yeah for sure, Liquid Wrench is doing damage. Yep. Um, but I love clay racing, so I'm willing to do it to my buggy. I know. It's so much fun. I'm, I'm like you, though. I'm using Sticky Kicks on the Mini Truggy. Oh, cool. Good for you. Yep. I like the way it smells, man. I do, too. I like that purple stuff. Yeah. Um... Nick Lovato. Ooh, next week is Chill on the Hill. It is, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going back and forth because Connor and I wanted to race it. Yep. And now we kind of want to go to five ten, and now I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do that. But let, please continue. Let me know what you're planning to do, because like if I spend like a morning someplace, I'll go to the five ten with you. 
Um, cool. He's wondering, will it be above freezing at the chill? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know why. I hope not, though. Yeah, I hope you guys have some decent weather up there. Um, today, it kind of feels like it might be making the turn, but I haven't looked at the extended forecast. Today in the cities, it's making the turn for sure. Yesterday is 75. Today it's going to be a high of 65, and tomorrow's going to be 53. I'm glad I brought a sweatshirt to work today because I didn't even look at the forecast. Yeah, well, I'm looking at uh, Proctor right now. So, yeah, it will be above freezing. Friday's going to be 45 high. Saturday, high of 47. Sunday, high of 48. No rain in the forecast yet, so that's good. Um, yeah, the only other question we had was Tim Wilson saying, why does Ryan talk to himself in the third person? <laughs> Did he just send that? He put that under yours. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, because I was <laughs> trying to make an attempt at being funny. I know. Um, yeah, so. Can't win them all. No. They can't, they can't all be good jokes. Yeah, man. I like this morning episode. I just w- wish I wasn't so damn tired for it. Like I said, right. I woke up at 8 o'clock like, ugh. And now I'm sitting here like I got a shower after this because I, I stink. I fucking, I can't eat garbage food. I It smells like I'm sweating um, buffalo wild wing sauce through my pores right now. Sure. It's gross. So. Yeah, I uh, well, I did your normal deal. I I got up at four thirty today, so I was I was rip roaring, ready to go. I tried to get you to do it early. I know. Well, the reason I'm doing it now is because, well, Jackie and Beth are out of the house, and Joe Three's playing video games. He doesn't give a shit about what I do. After this, I'm gonna shower and go grocery shopping. I'm gonna see if I can get Joe Three to come grocery shopping at least. So, yeah, and then it's going to be hell at the gym, another podcast, and spend the night with the wife for once. Because we haven't, I've been in the basement wrenching too much. Do you ever do that and just kind of like neglect shit and you kind of have a retrospect like, oh man, that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With my RC car. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. All last week. Actually, it's been two weeks, because one week was getting the mini truggy going, and then last week was getting my mod buggy ready, because I bought um, one of Steve Nelson's vehicles. I upgraded the rear end to make it a point two, and then I put in Will Brinton's mod buggy setup, which is phenomenal, by the way. I, even though you're not going to put it in, I'm going to send it to you. And then um, I got my old buggy ready for Joe 3, so I'm down here. When I'm not at the gym, I was down here. I haven't turned on iRacing in two weeks. So, yeah. I'm going to probably, now that everything's ready to go, I'm going to spend some time with the family. Absolutely, dude. But it's, yeah. uh, I'm going to spend some time... Uh, with my girlfriend, a.k.a. The Crane. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to say, though, I mean, it's so hard when you put you put your head down and you start wrenching, all of a sudden, four hours goes by. Yeah, it's by so fast. Like, when you're building a kit, too, ten hours feels like three. It does. So do you actually have to get to work now? No, I literally don't have to do a freaking thing. I'm going to watch the Formula One race next, I think. Oh, what time is that starting here? What time? No, it it usually runs at like either 7.55 or 8.55 a.m. our time because they, they try to start the race at the at the same time in the world every week. Oh, that makes so sense, like, though. So like in this part of Europe, it'll start at 1 every Sunday, and in this part of America, it'll start at blah, blah, blah. Yep. So they, they're able to do that for most of the races as long as they don't get too far out into the you know, extreme far away time zones. But anyway, I, I watch it on the ESPN app. And so I just go and watch the replay. The ESPN app is awesome. It is. I, I it have it sucks that it, it asks you so often to put your login information back in. So that kind of pisses me off. I but know it sucks. Other than that, that, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, actually I'm, probably going to start exploring the ESPN app for rugby stuff because that is a fun sport. Right. All right, man. Uh, oh, crap. Yeah, we're still recording. I just accidentally scrolled through a bunch of stuff. All right. Um, yeah, we've been going for an hour and 40. So, Yeehaw. So hopefully uh, I'll see you at the track next week. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks to you folks for tuning in. and It's been fun chit-chatting joe but i'm uh fresh out of content and i'm ran out of talent we'll talk to you guys later